Hi there, I'm Tavin Allen, and welcome to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are. Uh, two nuns go into an erotic bake shop. Um, street jokes are great. And every episode, we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. This episode, our guest is Victor Bernardo. He is a comedian and actor, and you may have seen him in End of Days, A Guy Thing, and The Intern. You can find his podcast, Six Unseemly Questions, on SoundCloud. So now, without further ado, please welcome Victor Bernardo. Victor, uh, first of all, I'm happy to have you here. And uh, secondly, I'm also happy to see that uh, you are a Star Wars fan and you've just recently been to Medieval Times. That's the big three that I'm getting from behind you. Recently been to Medieval Times. Oh, no, that's a Cthulhu mask. Sorry. Okay, I see. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, it's a the place thing... where time doesn't exist. No, the thing with the crown. So what? Yeah, the thing at the oh no, the, the, cr- oh, the crown. Oh, I wear that. I wear that uh, when I when I rap. I have a rap persona named King Supernut. Of course you do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Cthulhu mask. Right, not to be confused with Cthulhu Matt. That's a very, very different thing. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of like, like where I where I saw you, because I know I saw you. Like, like uh, I'm trying to think of like television appearances. Um, I have no idea. I've been in a lot of shitty TV shows. Uh, uh, they pay the bills. Hello. <laughs> Name, okay, so you've been on shitty TV shows. Name eighteen. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I I gotta say, like, I love. Um, uh, I've been on good TV shows too. Sure, I mean, I've been, okay. okay. Name eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no, thank you. <laughs> well, what, okay. Well, let's let's get back to uh, to, to the beginning. Like, where like where did you grow up? Firstly, like, because uh, I'm 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 trying to piece all this together. Well, I grew up mostly in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, and then and the, just. A, bouncing around the south okay until i was around 13 and i moved to be with my dad my mother and father were split and i moved up to be with my dad right and uh, that was in minneapolis minnesota and that's where i spent most of my formative years so i'm just uh, i have to and do now this. i live in new york okay so i have to do I'm this cool. as soon as i hear alabama have you ever run into matt davis no okay he's another friend of the show uh lives lives in the south very funny gentleman not unlike yourself so where that that's a lot of movement how come how uh, what was uh, what prompted all the moving what prompted all the moving good yeah. question <laughs> uh well uh when i was in the south well i mean my parents were split and at right. a certain point i went to live with my dad instead of my mom mm-hmm. so right it it would prompted the moving movement moving is the failure of the american marriage <laughs> But you, you, your dad wasn't already in Minnesota, right? No. Is that why the marriage failed? It was just always a long-distance marriage? Right. Or, uh... What are the chances you think that is true? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Minnesota's <laughs> nice. When did you start the um, – uh, w- what bug came first, the acting or the comedy or, or how, did, how did it all start for you? Definitely acting came first in high school. Okay. And then I, I, I actually tried – I tried stand up once in high school and mm-hmm. then I never went back. Right. And I was just doing acting, acting, acting mm-hmm. pretty much until a little before I moved to uh, New York. And then when I moved to New York, I started doing stand up comedy a lot. Right. More. Right. 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 The, um, did you, did you ever dip your toe into like the, the, the Minnesota scene? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I was, uh, 
in comedy sports, Twin Cities in New York. I mean, sorry, Minnesota. Comedy sports, Twin Cities in Minnesota. Um, I was also I also had a pretty popular uh, gr- uh, improv group called the Bad Mama Jammas. I know people at Dudley Riggs, like a new Minneapolis scene. Now, I, I love doing this because I, too, did high school acting. What were the pieces that you worked on? What were you in in high school? Oh, oh, my God. I, I was in The Wiz. Nice. <laughs> senior year, I was a <laughs> scarecrow. No. And, uh, and I got it got so popular at our school. They were one. They were selling tickets through Ticketmaster, uh-huh. and then after the show closed, then it reopened two months later because of people wanted to see it again. Right, right, right. Jeez. And it was like our high school. It was just like one of those freak, <laughs> freak community things that got really popular. It was just like the right thing at the right time because it was like a mostly black high school. Mm-hmm. doing the whiz right a very progressive city right and so it just kind of like blew up virally at the time right and it was like the early 80s or late 80s mm-hmm. yeah jeez we did oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other end of the spectrum yep we did oklahoma <laughs> this is okay so this is like small town ontario canada so let's rattle through these guys and dolls no i wasn't sorry it wasn't guys and dolls it was um gypsy was the first okay. one. The very problematically now titled Gypsy, South Pacific, Greece, and then Oklahoma. All right. Yeah. If there was a Rogers and or a Hammerstein, we rattled through it. It was, yeah. Did you do any dramatic works or like any like non-musical stuff? Yes. I did a lot of a lot of uh, plays. I was also a playwright. So in high school, oh, wow. I was really into writing plays. Okay. I would write... Uh, I would write some dramatic work, some farcical work. I remember once I was I was like, I'm gonna write sexy stuff, and uh-huh. then my teacher shut that down pretty quick. Are <laughs> 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 like, you in no. a performing arts high school? I was. I was at a performing arts high school and a science and math magnet. So I was both in the Sumatech program, which was sponsored by Honeywell. Right. And then um I was also, but I was also in the uh vpa visual and performing arts and so i did i did like a little bit of everything i did wow. like and i was like i was doing computer programming but i was also painting and i was uh uh-huh. you know touring with the dance company and just everything i was okay. just like into nonsense okay well in university you and i would have been best buds because i took a math degree and did comedy and took drama as well ah uh, if, so. I, if i had only i finished university <laughs> If only I stayed. Yeah. Uh, when, when you have uh, very ardent and strident parents, um, it's very easy to just be pushed along to your, but you're going to graduate, son. Yeah, but I want to do, mm-hmm. yeah, get that math thing. <laughs> get the math thing. How are your parents uh, uh, on all this? Because those, those are two very divergent paths. Were they banking on one or the other? Like, where where, where was the support mechanism coming, uh, coming for you? Uh, well... My parents are uh, different from each other. Mm-hmm. My mother <laughs> is supportive of everything I do. I could just, I could go up to my mother and be like, I think I'm going to start rep- wrestling hippopotamus. And sure. Be like, that's a good idea. You know what? You got the arms. <laughs> you know? My mom will just, she's behind everything I do. Right. And then my dad mm-hmm. does not understand anything I'm doing. I think like I try to explain to him. And he, my my bit, my dad's all like he likes fart jokes, sure, 
and he's a salesman. Like okay. my dad's like a dyed in the woods salesman. That's what he does. And he does not get like me uh being arty farty. I mean he mm-hmm. he tries to appreciate it because sure. he's my dad. Yeah, yeah. It's not but he's but he's never really I don't think understood it. I hope he hears this and he gets really, right. he gets him really mad. Right. But, uh, whatever. And then he goes to <laughs> it's the ra- true. And then he just turns on the radio and it's cats in the cradle. And yeah. <laughs> and then he's just a sobbing mess. What was this? What did he sell? Um, my dad, he sells. Um, this is actually brilliant. So he has there's he has a book called the the guide for new home buyers. And okay. He's printed up these little booklets and then mm-hmm. he prints them up with a bank's name on them. Okay. okay. And then he goes to a town and he's like, and he, and he talks to the bank. The bank has agreed to have the books with their name on. Right. And because they get this for free, this mm-hmm. uh, marketing tool. Sure. And then he goes to all the businesses that want to uh, target new home buyers. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, electrician, you can get inside this book for $300. This bank is going to hang it, hand it out to every customer who's looking for a loan. Right. And then the businesses call the bank and they're like, is that true? And the bank's like, yep, it's true. And then they buy ads because it's directly to the customers that they're looking for. And so my dad created this product. And that's like, that's what he sells. Wow. That's pretty brilliant. For, I agree. Like, for, uh, reinvented the yellow pages. Yes. <laughs> For for a guy that loves fart jokes, he's my dad's very uh he's very astute business wise. Mm-hmm. I would say he he's a he's got a very he's got a big business brain. He's he, we did have an argument recently because I actually didn't learn about entrepreneurship until like maybe six or seven years ago. Okay, and I'm 53 now, so it's like mm-hmm. I should have been I should have been <laughs> into the whole thing earlier. But right. the point is. So when I talked to my dad and I was like, hey, how come you never taught me like how to be an entrepreneur? Because now that I know how to be an entrepreneur, I was like, it's, you know, it's very useful. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, and he goes, you never asked. And I was like, asked? I was 11. How am I supposed (laughs) to know to ask you? Right. I didn't know. I would have had a different life. Right. Son, the first thing you need is a suit and a briefcase. Once you have that, then you can start. I don't like my dad. There's something to that, though. I mean, like, you know, in in terms of like sales, there's there's a savviness to it. It's basically when you're selling as, as, as I've seen it done to me, it's kind of it's it's kind of like they're creating a scene. And creating like a universe for that scene. It's almost like improv where they're pitching, you know, their yes and is whatever it is they're trying to sell you. Right. Uh-huh. Todd, your dad's a salesman, right? My dad is a salesman. He he sells God. <laughs> he he has a long line of God that he what do I what do I have to do today to get you inside the body of Christ? What do I need to do? How do I get you off the lot into inside of this deity, inside of this better life? How can I do that? Yeah, my dad was a minister. Um, and I, I have a, a grandparent on either side that was a minister or mm-hmm. a preacher. Right. Fun, isn't it? Um, my well, mine were pretty fun. I'll tell you what. It's Baptist Baptist ministers in the Black South. Are right. Pretty fun. Yes. <laughs> You see, that would be, yes, I agree. Like every time I see like a Baptist church, like a black Baptist church, you know, anywhere, but typically in the South, as as you do. For me, it was like, you know what? I could do that every Sunday. I could go in with the, like just the music. That's all I want is just the music. Because it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's really, it is really fun. Like I, I as an adult, like I'm not, I, I would, I would not say that I am traditionally religious in any way. 
but I will go to a Baptist church. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ours was not. It was just filled with wh- old white people who, who have no sense of tone at all. So everything was off key. Everything was delayed. It was like if you've ever seen a five-year-old doing a musical, like a, a pack of five-year-olds. It's kind of like that, except it's just the other end of the of the bell curve. There's no mm-hmm. rhythm. There's no dancing. There's no joy in this. It's it's yeah. it's literally counting yeah. off the minutes. It's like, it oh, actually, we're at the third song. It actually reminds me, like my my wife would probably like to go to church more. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't really go to church at all. Right. And I think she stopped going to church because I I really don't care. Right. But I think that if that that's a way that we could compromise yes <laughs> you're like as long as it's really entertaining I'll yes <laughs> exactly right but even then you have to watch it because the entertaining ones can drop in some bombs that you really don't care about yeah, yeah. i mean but i just accept that i just accept that everything's broken so whatever yes i suppose <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all going into a river of shit which sled do you want to go in on exactly yeah. i'm trying to just build up my sled mm-hmm. you know, get, i'm trying to get more wood than everybody else right <laughs> have a bigger sled but uh-huh. I'm still in the same river right, right, right. Oh, shit when when you when you did the move to to new york yes let's 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 get into here how and where did you did you start doing stand-up because well it's the thing i've always heard and okay. and friends of mine have done because you know in in la and and new york kind of the kind of the larger hubs you kind of have to go in already polished because you you're basically starting from ground zero and i and friends of mine that like like nathan mcintosh you know he's 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 there uh mark rita uh dave Murhage, they all came in as sort of like the polished product from canada and sort of like landed there then in like la it's deb de giovanni and you know matt o'brien and um uh, uh ladkowitz julie ladkowitz they all like they they all had a starting point and one of the rationales is as i understand it is that you want to make that first impression of like oh yeah i got this as a because because it seems from what i've heard that people don't want to see someone grow they're just like oh yeah it's that guy no he's not good even though like you know they could be absolutely amazing at that point how did you like did what was it like starting in new york like how how i guess is Um, my question (laughs) well i actually took a very strange route so I actually started in the performance art scene because uh, remember my arty farty background before I started doing stand up. So I actually started in uh, places like Surf Reality, mm-hmm. which is a performance art venue and a and a scene actually, and the Bowery Poetry Club. That I actually um, for a while I co-hosted a pretty famous open mic, the Bowery Poetry the Bowery Poetry Club okay. uh, show and tell. Which was created by uh, Diane Odebra and Tanya Odebra. Okay. Um, and so it was, a, I mean, and like we'd have uh, like sometimes like giant stars come through there a lot, like Jim Gaffigan would drop in. Oh, wow. Uh, Hannibal Bress would drop in. Um, uh, what's the writer's name? The guy, the guy that, uh, the guy that Jason Schwartzman played him on TV, the uh, writer. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the uh, HBO show. Yes, Jonathan Ames. He Thank would come you. to that all Thank the you. time too. Jonathan mm-hmm. Ames would come through, and so I, I was basically I started out just in this kind of like side scene, right? And then that eventually, that eventually being in that side scene, I eventually got to the point where 
I would be known as this like alternative mm-hmm. like comic. Uh, and I was and, and part of what I was doing was like I was, you know, I was I could very easily be the black albino comedian guy. Right. I could very that could very easily be like my shtick. Yes. But I was like determined to be like, I want to show that I'm just like really, you know, talented. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be just be like I, I, I've said this like many times, but just it gets a point across. I wanted to be uh, Peter Dinklage, not Vern Troyer. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so. So I was like really just like gunning it in like this alternative scene. And that eventually got me well known enough that I got a small spot on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And then when I got on Comedy Central, I just killed it. Like I, I did it like my hardest. I did like. Yep. A great set, and that got me Conan O'Brien. That's where. And then, once I got Conan O'Brien, it just things started getting easier mm-hmm. as far as just like being known as a comedian. Right, right, right. I remember seeing you on Conan. That was one, that that was that was the stand up part of it, and it was killing me. And I couldn't figure out where I had seen you uh, in terms of acting. Uh-huh. And, and, uh huh. And I figured it out, and it's one of my favorite in your resume. What do you think would be the 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 show that I remember you from? It was it was a, uh, it was it was a, a walk on. It was just a, like a like a day player, right? Uh, just actually, you know, this is ha- I've I've been in a lot of stuff, but I've, but all of it's different. So usually I can pick what people saw, okay, by like what they look like, okay. Um, drink me, this uh, in, uh, drink this in. End of days. <laughs> End, End of Days was Arnold Schwarzenegger. End of Days? No. No? No. The, you you were in no. it, yes. And I saw that movie, but that is not yeah, specific. Was, that's not specifically what I remember you from. A guy thing. No. Jason Lee and no. uh No. What's her face? Right. But you're close. You're you're you you've got you've got a link into it. Um if you're a film buff, you saw me in um Harmony Corinne's movie. Nope. No? No. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know, man. It's you, 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 you've got the stepping stone with Jason Lee. Uh, oh, then you, uh, let's see, there's a TV show. Then. Yes. Well, you said a film. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no. Wow. I thought I said, I thought, oh, uh, forgive uh, me. I thought I said I saw what? you in something. No, I thought I saw you in something. Forget, I'm off. All right. I'm okay. Well, show. that's my fault. I'm that's gone. my fault. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Just go back and read your wiki pages and then I'll, yeah. Um, my name is Earl. Yeah, that was uh, one I of was my... In my name is Earl, which was a television show. Yes, I you know what I enjoyed that show. <laughs> like the premise of it was just like, yeah, I get it. And a, a fellow comic uh, said, "Have you been watching this?" I went, "No, it looks dumb." He's like, "Give the first episode a shot," and I did. It was like, well, I guess I'm in. You know, it's one of those shows that the premise of the show is a is just a movie. So the premise Correct. of that show was Raising Arizona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, let's just make Raising Arizona. Yes, but um, every week. <laughs> did you ever see did you ever see the um if you ever saw the first episode of Glee mm-hmm. and the movie Election? Okay. You will you your mouth will drop open by just everything they just stole directly. Oh my god. Movie. Okay. It's crazy. Huh. It's it's funny. A, a, a huge blind spot I have is election. Yep. And when I say blind spot, I know I've seen it. I remember nothing of it. Like I remember like actively going and saying, "Oh, we're going to watch election tonight." And I remember watching it. And then when people bring it up, I go, "I I don't remember a goddamn thing." And I have not watched minute one of Glee. Nor will I. Well, I I, I saw I saw Glee because I'm very much like 
if if something is like the biggest popcorn thing that is in media right now, I'll look at it. Okay, I, I have to look at it. Right. Um, so, but um, election Matthew Broderick uh was in that movie. He was great. Uh, who was a the? It was she's a big star now, but she was very young then. Um. Wait, wait, it's the woman who's in broadcast news, like or not broadcast news, the the, the show on Apple TV with her Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Reese, Wi- Reese yes. Witherspoon is yes. in election. Yes. And sh- she is hilarious. It's way messed up, but it's a great it's a great movie. And then and then Glee stole like all this all these great innovations from the way they told the story. Right. Did you did you uh, uh see the morning show? Did you watch that? Uh, yes, I was astounded by Jennifer Aniston. She, what do you mean astounded? She like it, it, just her acting. She was so damn good in that, and I wasn't prepared for it. Like I knew she was uh-huh. okay. I knew she was fine. Right? She made it on Friends. She was cool, great. Uh, but she actually like the the level of acting that she brought to that was just I I found uh, just really really wicked. That's also seeing Steve Carell uh, play the Matt Lauer character. It's kind of fun. Right? I. I like, um, is it Billy Crudup, the guy who plays the executive on that show? Yes. I love yes. that dude. He's, I mean, I just find him mesmerizing to watch. Mm-hmm. It's fun. He's, but he's like, he's got that same mesmerizing thing that like Joaquin Phoenix has. Yes. Just like where you're like, what is this guy going to do next? Exactly. <laughs> the first, the first time you see Joaquin Phoenix, you go, I don't know what to make of this. You know? <laughs> Like I think the I think the first thing I saw him in, it wasn't Signs. It was prior to that, and it was like a really kind of weird little role. Well, they're all weird little roles for him, um, except for the weird big roles. God, what was the thing I saw him in? It was it wasn't Signs. It was previous to that. This is the dead air we were looking for. This is it. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we could turn this into an episode of Victor's podcast to start reading. Wikipedia exactly, exactly. <laughs> we could do well. Hey, I think it's time we did. I think it's time we brought in who worked more. That's what I think. Okay, so we're gonna do. We'll do Joaquin Phoenix. All right. So Victor, uh, I'm gonna tell you how this works, um, and we're gonna go with Reese Witherspoon. Okay. okay. What are we doing? So what we're doing is we're asking the question, and this is gonna be so good because from our previous podcast, we had a uh, uh, we had a, a, a regular uh, event. Not really. It wasn't because it wasn't really a segment. It was an event where yeah, no event's a strong word. Okay, a moment. Can we call it that, Darcy? Is that fine? A thing that happened where we killed time with yes, this game every night. Two <laughs> two actors would get mentioned, and we would ask the question, "Who worked more?" So what we do is we go off of their IMDb page entries for acting and acting only. So it's not self appearances or anything like that. They showed up. They showed up in all of Ozark. Ozark is one entry. Right. Gotcha. If they were in Raising Arizona, that's one entry. If they showed up in a Hyundai corporate video that uh, that was uh, IATSE, that shows up. If they're in a video gotcha. game, that shows up. Okay. So we got Walkin' Phoenix, and we have Reese Witherspoon. Um, so the way that we do this is we throw this to you first, Victor. Okay. You get to decide who worked more. And give us mm-hmm. give us the numbers that you think of of uh, between Reese Witherspoon and Walking Phoenix. Uh, I think Reese Witherspoon worked more. Okay, and I but I I have no idea 
about the numbers. You can t- you can take a stab. Just take give me right. one two numbers, one the higher than the other. Reese Witherspoon has been in uh in uh 160 productions and okay. and Joaquin Phoenix has been in 90. 90. <laughs> 160 and 90. Yep. Okay. Strong choices. Strong choices. <laughs> Darcy. I agree um, with Victor. It's going to be Reese, but I think the numbers are low. I think it's like uh, 60, 45. 60 and 45. Okay. We have a very, very close winner here. It is Reese Witherspoon, who has worked more than Walking Phoenix. She, You said 160, Victor? Yeah. Yeah. 65 is what she did. You were <laughs> a mere 95 projects off. Um, uh. Yeah. You you just needed to add in the career of uh, Tom Cruise, and we probably would have had that. And then Walking Phoenix was uh, 57. Oh, okay. 50, so. 57 uh, things that, that he has worked on. And the, uh, I think, oh, you know what it was? I, I just saw it on here. The thing that, the, the first thing I ever saw Walking Phoenix in was um, the the one with uh, Nicole Kidman, To Die For. Oh, I don't even know if I ever saw that. Darcy Darcy rolled his eyes. It was the one, it, it was based on a true story of like a teacher that was having sex with one of her students and he played the student. Oh, I yeah. don't think I saw that. Okay. I don't think that that, that would appeal to me. Right. <laughs> the, 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 the tagline, I was like, mm, I don't want to watch that. Right. <laughs> Interesting note. Are we familiar with the movie Parenthood, the Steve Martin project? Yes. He was yes. he was also in that. What? Yes. No. He's the little kid that was having problems at home that uh, Keanu Reeves went and talked to because he was the only male figure that he had in the house. And uh, that's when uh, uh, Keanu Reeves came out and said, yeah, he's been bopping the baloney. And they're talking about the kid. <laughs> so that wow. kid is walking. Hilarious. Phoenix. Yeah. You know, my favorite first appearance I've ever seen someone in was um, Ed Norton. Okay. Yes. He was in a movie with Richard Gere. The Accused. Was it? No, it wasn't The Accused. No, it's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah, it is about a trial, but The Accused was the... uh, Oh, fuck. That's the rape one, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yep. (laughs) That's the Jodie Foster rape one. That's right. (laughs) Yes. It was not The Accused. No, it was not The (laughs) Accused. It's a very different movie. What is it? Uh, Ed Norton this has an R in it. I'm trying to remember what it is. Yeah, primal fear. Primal fear. Primal fear. Not in, there's there's an there's, a, there's an R. Yeah, there's it's, it's kind of near the beginning, but at the end, definitely. It would. I remember there being an R sound, and it was like something reverse, yes. and it's oh, primal. I hate that. I hate when that happens. When you go like, I know it starts with M. I know. I know the guy's name starts with M. Bobby Brown. Right. That's it. That's that's <laughs> who you're thinking. Primal Fear is a great movie. I suggest if you've never seen it, do not read about it and watch it. Right. Yes, it's, it's it's a it's got a really uh it's it's one of those movies that has a really great ending and so if you haven't uh if you don't know about it just don't read about it just right. go watch it. Did you uh, did you get a chance to see the Crying Game? Because I didn't bother because everyone was saying yeah it's a dude. Like and so I was like okay well there's the I thanks. did I did see the Crying Game. I didn't I saw it after I knew the ending though. Sadly. Okay, right. So it wasn't a surprise in any way. No. I had a friend, speaking of spoilers, uh, went and saw The Empire Strikes Back before me and came home and basically on the phone, because uh, he saw it the night before, called me in the morning and basically ran through the beat sheet of the entire film every single fucking moment. And I'm like, I'm going wow. to murder you. 
I am going to. I used to have a running. I used to have a running gag with one of my friends where we would try to see movies first and then text each other spoilers. (laughs) 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 So a lot of midnight showings. And and it's pretty funny, right? Victor, tell me about your uh, uh, your your podcast. Uh, the the podcast called uh, was it Wikistrations? What'd you do? No, what is it? Oh, Wiki Wiki Listen. Wiki Listen. That's it. Yeah, we just have a podcast where uh, we make sure that everybody uh, gets to hear exactly what's on the Wikipedia page. Okay. Now what? Um, what? There's Wikipedia pages for everything, though. Yes. So it's really kind of crazy. Um, we, we were reading a Wikipedia page today for Bubbles the Chimpanzee. Beautiful. Who's had an incredible life, mm-hmm. by the way, has drank tea with foreign leaders. Like, it's crazy, <laughs> the details. And there's also the Wikipedia pages that are about things that you've never heard of mm-hmm. are amazing. Like, for instance, ferret legging, which is an Australian sport, uh, where people stick ferrets in their pants and then the first person to uh let the ferret out loses okay so and it's you're a, right it's you're right no one sport. has heard about this so how did you hear how do you know to look it up right read it? Like, well, are you getting well, are you just I going front this, page i made this show about one it's just one of the things that i like to do i love digging through wikipedia and finding weird stuff and okay. so it's wow. just one of those things that i like to do and i was like can i build a show around this <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the Simpsons reference that very sport. Really? Yeah. What sport? The oh, ferret. The ferret. The ferret. Thing, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a real thing. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Right. <laughs> I mean, it has its own Wikipedia page. I mean, it so be. it's legit. Right. Yes. I don't have. I am mentioned in Wikipedia. I do not have a page. Oh, I, I have. I have a page, but it's slim. let's go have a look (laughs) let's do this wikipedia here we go there we are i'll tell you i'll tell you what this is the the thing about having wikipedia page like when i was single it was awesome right because this is what i could do when i was single on a date Mm -hmm. this you're like i could do this okay google who is victor varnado according to wikipedia Victor Varnado is an American stand-up comedian and actor. He is African-American and albinistic. He was born legally blind due to his albinism. He grew up in Huntsville, Alabama and later moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep. There you go. There that's, we go. That was that, the whole top of the show that's, right there. That's yeah. the, and, and the top of his and the top of his Wikipedia page is what that is. <laughs> and they have really shrunk down your filmography. I'm just going to let you know. That's totally fine. Okay. All right. And yeah. Oh yeah! The, oh my God! The um, uh, uh, the intern. Yeah, I was in that movie. Yeah, that was the fun. Intern. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, let's add something and then and put the show down as a citation. With the reference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you like added? We can yes. just reference. Yes. Victor has appeared on. Uh, okay, so here's one podcast: the uh, follow-up <laughs> podcast to Comedy of the Pub, hosted by Todd Van Allen. You can finally link that one to the uh, Never Not Funny page that I'm on there a couple of times. So. <laughs> 
that noise, Victor, means uh, it is joke time. So what's going to happen is uh, I will invite you to tell your joke. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, have a joke that you want to send in and have us uh, read on air, you can do so at jokes at oshopod.com. Send them in and uh, they can be clean. They can be dirty. We just ask no isms, no, no obias. That's what we do. So, Victor, take it away. All right. Um, okay, so this is called the clown joke. Beautiful. Once upon, once upon a time there was a um once upon a time there was a boy who liked nothing more than clowns and his father was not very rich and he lived with his dad and he was just like, Dad, 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 let's go see the clown when the circus comes to town. Please, let's go see the clown. And the dad couldn't afford it. But when the circus did come to town, it happened to be the boy's birthday. So the dad had saved up every penny he could to buy he and his son tickets to see the clown. So they go to see the clown and the clown, there's so much excitement in the circus. And when the clown comes out, the clown is probably the best clown in the world. Okay, everybody (laughs) loves this clown because this clown does this very special act and the clown uh the clown is uh going around the circle and he's like goes into his act and the whole crowd is just going nuts and he goes and he and he goes and he picks someone out of the crowd and he picks the kid's dad and then the kid is so happy that the clown picked his dad to interact with and the clown goes hey there mister are you a whoa boy and then the dad goes no i'm not a whoa boy what are you talking about and then the clown goes then you must be a whoa man (laughs) (laughs) and then everybody starts laughing at the dad and the clown is pointing the kid is mortified that but the 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 act is great for everybody else except Mm -hmm. the kid's dad and the kid the kid and his dad go home and that very night the the dad dies of embarrassment and the kid is like, I I can't believe that clown killed my dad. So the kid has a plan. Okay? He's got a plan. This is what he's going to do. He goes and he starts studying comedy. Okay? He's going to be the funniest person ever. And that's what he does. He spends his whole life dedicating it to comedy and, and turning it into a beautiful, lovely thing. Okay. And then he's known all over the world. He's like a stand up comedian. He's like, he's like bigger than Robin Williams. Okay. So he's, he becomes like the guy that everybody knows that his merest utterance can send people into uproarious laughter. And he, and he, uh, speaks at universities on the subject of humor and, and he is invited to dinner parties for millions of dollars a night just to speak because he's such a funny dude. And then one day when he's on one of his travels, he sees the same circus in town. All right. He's rich. Okay. He buys out every seat in the circus so that the only person in the front row is him. So he goes to that circus and the very same clown comes out. All right. The very same clown comes out. And then uh, the clown's doing his act. And the crowd's going wild in the crowd. The clown's looking around to see he's going to pick out of the front row. There's only one choice. He picks this guy out of the front row and he goes, hey, are you a woe boy? And the guy is like, ready. Okay? <laughs> I'm not a woe boy. <laughs> I'm ready. And then the clown's like, oh, well, then you must be a whoa man. And the guy stands up and the whole place goes silent because this is not an ordinary guy. This is the funniest 
guy on the planet. Okay. The funniest guy on the planet. And everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen. And the guy looks down at the clown and he goes, Victor, amazing. I haven't heard that joke in, I don't know, 30 years, maybe? That is one of my favorite jazz jokes ever. And it is such a great way. It is one of these ones that I will pull out when someone at, drunken at a party says, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And I'll start into it and my wife will be beside me and just go, okay. And then she leaves. <laughs> That's great. It's such a good joke. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Victor, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for uh, for telling us your joke. No problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. listening to okay so here's one a podcast celebrating street jokes thank you to victor varnardo for telling his joke uh just so you know at the end his audio kind of clipped out the punchline was fuck you clown fuck you uh you can follow him at roboto supremo on instagram and make sure you check out his podcast available on soundcloud six unseemly questions uh, you can find 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Comedy Above the Pub, that feature many of our guests uh, that you have heard over the course. Uh, Victor wasn't one of them, but we're happy to have him now. Uh, you can find those at ComedyAboveThePub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. If you like our show, please tell your friends, like, and subscribe on whichever podcast service that you are listening to, and make sure you leave a review. Uh, just like the old days, leave a five-star review, but talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars. Talk shit about us in the commentary. The show is produced by Darcy Finder. Our music is done by Larry Bryant. Artwork is done by Wojtek Arkaszewski. And hey, if you've got a joke that you want to tell us, you can send it to us. It can be dirty or clean, just not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, or xenophobic, or as we say, no isms, no obias. Send your joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's jokes at oshopod.com. That's for, okay, so here's one. You can send your questions and comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. You can follow me on the same platforms at Hey It's TBA, with the exception of Instagram, which has an underscore at the end. For my upcoming live performances, you can check out heyitstva.com slash calendar. If you join our Patreon for $3 a month, you can get the full, raw, unedited video feed that we use during the show, uh, plus bonus perks and jokes, and you can do so at patreon.com slash oshowpod. I'm Tavin Allen. On behalf of myself, Victor Bernardo, and the no longer erstwhile Darcy, thank you for listening to OK, So Here's One. Jimmy, Bobby, Monty, you're always the podcast. <laughs>